We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. With Brad Biggs. Big time. Big Z. His name is Brad Biggs. Brad Biggs talks football with you. <laughs> Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score. Brad Biggs, the football man of the Chicago Tribune, a long time contributor to the station and a valued friend. And he joins us now. On the uh, on the Signature Bank Score Hotline, Signature Bank making commercial banking personal. Big Zay, morning, Brad. Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, you're the man, and uh, I'm just curious. When you get to the end of a season like that, I, I mean, extraordinary that the Bears wind up with the first overall selection and everything. But man, that was a long year and a difficult one. Yeah, I mean that's a tough uh that's a tough road when a team uh, you know runs the table in the last 10 games, right? You don't expect to see that. You don't expect to be ten, you don't expect to see 10 game winning streaks in the National Football League and and it's really uh <clears throat> as difficult to put together a 10 game losing streak is is uh, odd as that may sound i mean it, it's hard to go out there and lose 10 weeks in a row but they um you know they managed to pull it off they they didn't have the wheels on the car here at the end of the season when they were uh getting blown out of some of these games so uh on to the off season on to the rebuilding you know the easy part which is uh Slinging the sledgehammer and and filling up the dumpster that they come drop off for you uh, to tear it down, that's that's complete now, right? The Bears have finished that process. Now the hard work begins, the heavy lifting. We're going to get a a real good look at what the football acumen is like for Ryan Poles and his staff as they go about uh, trying to uh, build this roster up. I think it's going to be a long process. I think it's going to be a multi-year uh, process, and uh, it will be interesting to see, you know, what Poles and, and Matt Eberflus have to say tomorrow morning. That doesn't give them a lot of distance or space from the end of the season to really evaluate what they saw. But um, you know, I don't know that you need to spend a lot of time on game tape from the last three, four weeks to uh, to wrap your arms around this season. So, Brad, it was a wacky day. I was standing next to you in the press box watching the Texans come back and beat the Colts and change everything about the offseason, or did it? I wonder, in terms of just overall, generally speaking, when you look at the difference between drafting number two and drafting number one, how how different is the value in this in today's uh, NFL draft world, and and why is this so exciting of a prospect just moving up one spot? 
Well, I, it, it's exciting because you're going to get all kinds of uh, you know t- trade possibilities that people will be able to discuss between now and, and the draft. And, you know, it, it's not like a trade-down scenario. Here's what people are doing these days. They're, they're coming up with a creative way for the Bears to trade down from one to two and two to three and three to four and four to five. And before you know it, they've got like, you know, eight picks in the first round and first round picks next year. And it, um, you know, it seems a little bizarre. What's the value in the pick? Well, that depends on the year, Dave, you know, that really does. Um, And we'll get a clearer picture as we move forward. I know people would like definitive statements right now. There's a couple Really talented defensive players up there. As always, there's going to be quarterbacks in the conversation uh, at or near the top of the draft. You've got some quarterback needy teams that are behind the Bears. Houston at two. uh, Indianapolis at four. um, Vegas at seven. Atlanta at eight. Carolina at nine. Um, Does Houston really need to trade up with the Bears to get a quarterback? Um, Maybe if they think someone's trying to trade up with the Bears to get ahead of Houston, you could see that happening. Um, but teams aren't going to want to be moving up to draft their next uh, Mitch uh, either when, when Mitch is within arm's reach uh, distance of him. This segment with Brad Biggs is brought to you by global biotech company Horizon Therapeutics, where science and compassion work together to transform lives. And Brad, I guess when we um when we start the evaluation and we look at this season um a difficult one, right? We know the the 10 game losing streak the most in team history, the the 14 losses, the most losses in team history. What are your takeaways with the the head coach? How do you feel about Matt Eberflus now that uh Year one is over. Um, I don't know how much he left on the field. It didn't seem like they had all the the greatest talent in the world, and they were losing guys as the year went on, uh, first via trade and then obviously via injury. What's your your final pronouncement on the 2022 season, the rookie season for the head coach? He got got a young team to to play pretty hard for him, and – you saw them be in a, a lot of ball games, right? Even later in the season, not uh, not the past two weeks, not that game uh, against the Jets in the Meadowlands at the end of November. But for the most part, an undermanned football team really battled. Uh, I don't uh, I don't know that you can say you've you've got a culture established when you're looking to uh, turn over the roster as much as they're going to be looking to do that. Uh, I think that's something that that is really you have to work on annually, and I and I think they realize that. Um, maybe it sounds good, but I, you 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 can't wave the culture flag when you've got a three-win football team, right? Uh, what's your culture? Well, your culture is uh, that of a three-win football team. It's not good enough. Um, so they've got to they've got to get leaps and bounds more competitive next season. The defense is just awful. Uh, they're terrible in the trenches. Doug Coletti and WBBM with, <clears throat> with the stat yesterday, 
that the Bears are the first team since, uh, I believe, at least 1995 to be minus 35 or worse in sack differential. They had uh, 20 sacks, and they allowed 57. So they end up minus 37 in sack differential. Um, That tells Ryan Poles and his staff where they've got to start. They've got to get better in the trenches. I know that um, those clamoring for a wide receiver may not want to hear that, but if you can't be more competitive uh, up front in the National Football League, you're going to have a hard time winning, and, and we saw a great example of that this season almost every week. Brad, great piece in the, in the Tribune on Sunday. You looked at the Bears' draft realities, and you played it out as the Bears need to play it out with Ryan Poles and his staff if they are where they are now, the number one position in the draft, and they have a philosophy of taking the best player available. Due diligence requires them to include quarterbacks in that evaluation, and then in in theory, if the quarterback is the number one player on the board, consider taking him. It's most likely that they will be trading that pick if that's the case. But how would you describe why you wanted to go in that direction and how real that is for every executive uh, to you know, confront, even if they have a quarterback that they feel pretty good about? When you're at the top of the draft, um, especially when you're number one, but if you're in the top, say, four or five, you're hoping to not be in that rare territory again. Uh, so you're up there, quarterbacks, that's that's where they go. You've got to inspect them closely, see what you think, project what they can become uh, b- because you're there. You're right there in the neighborhood uh, where they get selected. That has to be done. You've got to evaluate them against your quarterback and how your quarterback performed. And um, the Bears passing offense was historically bad this season. Not just bad, historically bad uh, over the last uh, 25, 40 years. You know, you look at various categories, just awful. Um, So they've got to improve the offensive line. We talked about the sack differential a moment ago. They've got to get better in the trenches. The wide receivers were not good enough. Byron Pringle got $4 million this year. Uh, He made 10 catches, guys. Um, I'm sure they expected a lot better from him. Knowing him as he came over from the Chiefs, uh, along with Poles and some other people now in the organization, but they've got to be better at wide receiver. And the quarterback's got to be better. So you've got to take a look at available quarterbacks, get a real up-close look at them, and then compare that to what you think of your guy in Justin Fields and how he'll be moving forward. And I would imagine the plan will be to build this out uh, from the inside in the trenches. But but they've got to look at that because – while Justin Fields showed promise this year and flashed, um, everybody takes blame uh, in the uh, lack of production from the passing offense. And while some will um, take that as an attack on Justin Fields, no, it's a criticism of the entire passing offense. That's all 11. 
Yeah, you know, Brad, I got to tell you, I think that it starts with uh, with building the line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball. I I, I do believe in the, the inside-out theory of uh, building a football team. They've got to get they've got to get pass rushers. They've got to figure out a way to improve the defensive front, but they they need work on that offensive line too. And I I don't oh, yeah. know how extensive that has to be. I know you said that um that uh the, the um Braxton Jones, the left tackle, played every snap, but I don't know how well he played on every snap and I don't know that you've solved anything by investing playing time with a guy like that. I think Braxton Jones, the plan there has got to be to take a look at what's available. If they can bring in a top flight left tackle, you're going to do that in a second. And at that point, then you would say, okay, could could we fit Braxton Jones in here somewhere else on the line? Is there a spot that we think he can uh, get better at? Uh, If that left tackle is not available, if you can't find a way to add a premium left tackle via free agency or with what would have to be a very high draft pick, I think you need to, at minimum, create competition for him, push him a little bit. He sounded motivated to uh, get started early this offseason with a lot of work in the weight room to come back as an improved and better football player next year. And I think he's, you know you don't know where the ceiling is for him just yet but yeah the due diligence um applies in a position like left tackle you want to talk about improving your offensive line you should probably start the conversation at the premier position which is left tackle so brad i the bears are three and 14 so the concept of continuity is vastly overrated i would think and yet you have a coaching staff that if they are going to back up the rhetoric with the results or with with you know in practice they would keep everybody in their current jobs are you hearing anything about potential coaching staff moves would one surprise you who might be in the most jeopardy if that's the case i i haven't heard of any moves in that regard i people are going to wonder about alan williams i've got mailbag questions about alan williams for weeks now but um he didn't have any players like there were no horses you could see that in training camp you could see that in the first preseason game that you, you just looked at that defensive line and you knew this football team is not going to stop the run. The people are going to run all over the Chicago Bears. They ended up 31st, allowing more than 157 yards a game. Um, that will be the case next year unless they have uh, improved uh, players on that line. They're, they're simply not going to be able to stop anyone until they bring in a wave of new uh, defensive linemen. They're not going to be able to get after the passer until they bring in a wave of guys that can help them uh, rush the quarterback. Like I said at the beginning of this conversation, guys, this is a multi-year project that I think uh, is underway here, building it back up. The teardown portion of this was 12 months, was one year. Uh, the heavy lifting, I think you're looking at uh, multiple off-seasons to accomplish the goals that they have in mind. They've got a lot of unrestricted free agents. I mean, obviously, David Montgomery is foremost in that. 
Um, but did does anyone maybe Blasson game should be brought back to fullback? I I don't know about any of the wide receivers, Pringle or Harry or Pettis. I just don't know what they're looking at on the offensive line. I would think defensive line. I would think that they're that they're there aren't a lot of those guys coming back unless it's purely as uh, backup type uh, deals. Yeah, David Montgomery's the headliner in the free agents that the Bears have headed uh, to the marketplace. Most of the guys that if they do re-sign them, they're going to be, you know, Equinemius St. Brown type deal, which is a shade above the minimum or something in that neighborhood. You're just going through the list of unrestricted free agents they have that, that played, you know, even semi-meaningful roles, Montgomery, Game. Pettis, Harry, Pringle, uh, the tight ends, Ryan Griffin, Travon Wesco, you know, Riley Reef. I think he's 34 now. Armin Watts on the defensive line, Mike Pinnell, Nick Morrow, the linebacker, Joe Thomas, Matt Adams was good for him on special teams. One guy that stands out a little bit, to be honest with you, is DeAndre Houston Carson. They really value him on special teams. Um, I wonder if he's gotten to the point where he's done enough and he's been enough of a glue guy that they would consider maybe a multi-year contract uh, for him. But, um, you know, this isn't a, this isn't a list where you you look at it and you say like, boy, they got to get these guys. Um, you know, it's, the, there will be a lot of change this off season. So, Brad, obviously you talked to a lot of people in personnel, scouting, and so tonight Jalen Carter for the uh, Georgia is going to be in the center of everything defensively. It's good, an opportunity for Bears fans to look at a guy who might be uh, at the you know on the list and certainly in, in draft range. What are you hearing about Jalen Carter, and, and what are your thoughts about that possibility and how much um, how he would fit here? Well, I mean, you're talking about a, a guy that uh, the physical ability, three technique tackle, he would he would fit right in the middle of that defensive line. You go back to that uh, BCS semifinal game against Ohio State, and I thought he looked. Uh, you know, talking to the scouts, he, he looked uh, looked like he was playing a little heavy. Looked, uh, it didn't look super explosive. You know, it wasn't a great game for Jalen Carter. Does that? Um, you know, move him down anyone's list. No, teams are going to do a ton of homework on all of these players. He's got another opportunity tonight in the championship game to uh, put something different on tape. But, yeah, he's going to be – if you're looking for an interior defensive lineman, he's going to be at or or near the front of, uh, of every conversation uh, this off season, but he just uh, you know didn't get a lot done in that win over the Buckeyes. Brad Ryan Poles spoke about Fields in the pregame, and he said that um, that he's proud of him the way he hung in there. Transition is tough. I'm really looking forward to him taking the next step next year. Is he the? Is he? Is that it? Is it Justin Fields and you build around him? Is that what's going to happen here? Is there any way they would? Uh, evaluate things differently well you would imagine that it's fields and that they build around him they Mm -hmm. they inherited him they've got a chance to work with him um they realize 
with any quarterback that they would have, they've, they've got to be better uh, supporting that position. You know, I think I think physically, Fields went through a lot this season, and it's natural um, for anyone to be proud of him and what he accomplished on the field. Um, and they then they they go to work. Uh, Fields gets to heal up here now for a little bit, and these guys get to uh, to go about the business of um, of building a football roster. Great stuff, Brad. Always a joy. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Brad. Have a great day, guys. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.